Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Homeschool CPA Podcast. This is Carol Topp, and I am a member of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I hope you take a little bit of time to find other podcasts by homeschoolers for homeschoolers over at Ultimate Radio Show. You'll find a great number of podcasts, including mine, this one, the Dollars and Cents Show, but other podcasts that will encourage you in your homeschool journey. So go ahead and check it out, and you'll be pleased at the lovely podcasts offering you encouragement, advice, and the shot in the arm you might need. Um, Today I want to talk to you about parental involvement in homeschooling, both as a homeschool leader and as a homeschool parent yourself. You might think that offering low parental involvement or no parental involvement is a good thing. There's actually some homeschool curriculum that tout themselves as no parental involvement required or maybe your homeschool program offers that as a benefit to parents hey you don't have to be involved here we'll take care of teaching your kids you know through drop-off programs or something like that even online education uh, programs online homeschool classes or the public school at home via onlining kind of touts themselves as a benefit no parental involvement needed So it makes you wonder, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing or just a thing thing that no parental involvement is required? Well, oh boy, I think it kind of depends, okay? I think that the younger the child is, the more parental involvement is needed and that's a good thing. And then as the child matures and ages and, and becomes an independent learner, and I'm talking more about the high school years, maybe junior high is a transition, so junior and high school years, they should be less parental involvement. I remember my friend Linda Hobar, who is the author of The Mystery of History. You've probably heard of that. It's a wonderful homeschool history curriculum. She was in my homeschool support group for many years, and she drew this chart once for our a homeschool support group meeting and she had a line that showed as your child ages in grades and progressing grades parental involvement does go down but what went up as they aged was uh, record keeping so you have to do more grading record keeping things like that in later years than you do in the early years but I want to talk about being the parents that are involved heavily in your child's education as a homeschool parent in those early years. And if you're offering a homeschool program, if you're leading a homeschool program, be cognizant of this, that the parents should be more heavily involved in the younger children's education and then slowly release some of that involvement as they get older. And mostly that's because there's so much joy in being involved with your parent, your child's education when they're young. You you uh, get that opportunity to mold your child's thinking, mold their character, and mold their their heart, their love, their passions when they're still young and, and so influenced by, by your understanding of them, your concern for them, and your care for them. And, you know, my kids are old now, okay? I'm old. They're 25 and 27, so I'm looking back at my 14 years of homeschooling them and saw how as as a child 
their thinking's not developed. And so it was wonderful to be reading books together, talk about the books, talk about the lessons in the book, because that developed their thinking, their critical thinking skills. But it also developed their their character, um, their their love and concern and empathy for others, the value of honesty and hard work through reading biographies and history lessons and just, just helping them grunt through the hard work of learning how to spell words that they found confusing or math concepts that were confusing. And if you're um, using a, a curriculum that doesn't involve you heavily in that, you're going to miss the opportunity to develop your child's thinking and to develop their character. Or if you're uh, running a homeschool program where you don't invite the parents to be involved, you're cheating the parents out of some of that joy that is their right by being the child's parent and their privilege to influence that child's thinking and character. And finally, one thing you really want to develop in your child when they're young is that love for learning. Oh, it's just irreplaceable, okay? I I wanted to pass along my love for learning. Now, I didn't love everything. I didn't love learning everything. Still have not quite gotten around to loving poetry. <laughs> but there there was a reawakening of my love for learning through homeschooling. And I think I homeschooled because I loved learning. And I loved being with my children. We also had so many shared memories together. I used sunlight as a curriculum for many years. And they put a lot of emphasis on reading out loud together. And those shared memories of books that we read together, I can just drop a line from something and my kids know what book I'm referencing and we remember those shared memories of reading those books together and also when you deny yourself or your child the opportunity to be heavily involved in their education you you give some of the victory of overcoming difficult educational challenges to someone else for example if you use a you know a, a homeschool co-op to teach reading or an online program to teach uh, difficult concepts spelling or something like that, then you don't get the joy of the victory of saying, "I taught my child to read, I taught my child how to spell, I taught my child how to multiply fractions." <laughs> you know that was one struggle my daughter and I have about. She just did not understand how to multiply fractions. And we worked, oh my goodness, we worked different concepts, grabbed different books, different ways of showing it. Uh, we struggled through it together. You know, it was a challenge for me to try to explain something to her. Math comes easy to me. I have a degree in engineering. I'm now an accountant. Math came easy to me. It was a challenge to me to explain something to her that did not come easily to her. And that bonded us closer together. If I had given that over to someone else via a homeschool co-op or an online program, um, I would not have gotten that challenge myself of how to explain difficult things in an easy way. And this is largely what my occupation is now as a consultant, um, as the homeschool CPA to homeschool leaders. I work very hard to make difficult things like taxes <laughs> and the IRS understandable to people. And you know where that came from? It came from me being heavily involved in my child's education. But, you know, I got the joy of seeing the light bulb go off when they developed passions and um, the love for uh, whatever God had put in them 
that they were interested in. And one of my daughters, that was, you know, her piano. And another one, it was her art and photography. So when you are giving over your children to, to others to um, homeschool them, whether that be homeschool groups or online programs or curriculum, you're giving up something. And I guess I'm just trying to say, be aware of what you're giving up. You're giving up the opportunity to be heavily involved in their lives, to influence their thinking, their character, their passions. You're, you're giving over some of the victories that belong to you as a homeschool parent to somebody else. And um, shared learning experiences are, are somewhat lost. Now, I'm not saying there's no place for online education. My daughter took a wonderful science class through an online education that was helpful to her, but it was only an hour a week. It wasn't two hours a day or two hours, excuse me, two days a week. Like I'm seeing some homeschool programs become four days a week. I'm seeing some like that. I, I think um, those are unnecessary uh, just for about for any grade. <laughs> I think one day a week, maybe two days a week at the high school level should be all the more that you need, uh, you know, a, a homeschool program or homeschool co-op, maybe one or two online courses again at the junior high or high school level. Um, but you are certainly capable, dear parent, of educating your child all the way through elementary school quite successfully. Of course, you're going to use curriculum. And of course, you're going to use um, helps. And you should be getting those from your homeschool support group. But, you know, please, dear homeschool leaders, be careful of how much you are taking over the responsibility and, need I say, the joy um, by offering homeschool programs that do too much and require too little of the parents. Instead, you should be encouraging those parents to be involved. And I don't mean just, you know, uh, hall monitors or raising money or being like the homeschool equivalent of PTA. Not at all. They should be in the classroom. They should be teaching or helping if they are not, um, you know, equipped or experienced or have no desire to teach. But um, please don't, uh, you know, especially at the younger grades, please try to avoid the, the homeschool programs that allow parents to just drop off and run. <laughs> that that has its place sometimes for the older students, the high school students, drop-off programs, but please try to keep those parents as heavily involved as you can. And here's one example. My kids, both my daughters, were in a homeschool high school program uh, two partial days, not full days, two partial days a week. And one thing the program did was made quite clear that we as the parents were the homeschool parents. We were the ones responsible for their education, and we were working with this program. So there was a, a short story they needed to read. They were upper high school, 11th or 12th grade. And they said there are some objectionable material. I think it might have been Hemingway. Okay, objectionable material in this. Here it is for you to read first, dear parent. They sent it to us. And read it. Here's If you find this objectionable... Uh, here's an alternate reading for your child. So they heavily involved us by saying, parents, read this first. If you don't want it, here's an option. Your child can read a different um, reading instead. I read it. I was very glad that this homeschool program basically gave us options ahead of time. I didn't find it um, as objectionable as they did or they feared I would. So I had my children read it and we talked about it. I tried to keep up with everything they were reading in high school. It was impossible, okay? I did not read Dante's Inferno. <laughs> they did. 
But I tried to interact with them quite heavily. I got to know their teachers, uh, mostly because there was no transportation. You drove them yourself. I, I hung out with other parents. They offered a parent chat room, a room where we can sit and talk to their parents. Um, asked a lot of questions, of course, looked over their homework, uh, read their replies, stayed as heavily involved as I possibly could, even during the high school years. And of course, during the elementary years, um, did not even have my children enrolled in a co-op. We didn't even join a co-op till the youngest was about eight or 10 years old, somewhere in there. So again, they were home for me, just me for many years. And I think that did a lot to develop my confidence in homeschooling them. Overcame a lot of fears, um, helped me develop my my style of homeschooling, and mostly helped me supplant um, or mostly mostly implant on them the love of learning. And they became lifelong learners, st- still lifelong learners. Um, have a love for reading and a love for knowledge, and um, and a, and just a joy of being together as a family. That's I hope your goal in homeschooling is that uh, you have great joy. In being with your children, so don't let uh, don't let a homeschool co-op steal that away. And homeschool co-op leaders, please don't don't steal that away from the parents. It is it is their privilege, their right, and their joy to be homeschooling their their children. And uh, you be careful not to take that over too much. So, uh, no parental involvement. Good thing, bad thing, thing thing. I think the younger the child is, uh, the more heavily parents need to be involved. And we as homeschool group leaders need to be careful that we are not um, getting more involved in that young child's educational life than is appropriate for a homeschool group to be. So that's my food for thought for the day. You may differ with me. You're certainly free to hop on over to my Facebook page, Homeschool CPA on Facebook, or you might, you might really be interested in another group that's designed just for homeschool leaders. I'm one of the moderators. It's called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. If you want to join, you answer a few questions. Just tell me that you are a homeschool group leader and, uh, you know, a couple words about your group. And um, as the moderator, I'll prove you to join the group. And you'll find it's a wonderful group, a Facebook group of other homeschool leaders called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. And I think you will enjoy that as people discuss the the joys and the tribulations of being um, leaders of a homeschool program all over the country. And uh, we learn and support each other there. So I hope you find that helpful. And as, as always, my other podcasts can be found over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.